find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Buzzards. This is Buzz Lemon. And I'm Mooncat. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Network. <laughs> I'm Buzz Lemon. I am Mooncat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, this is Maisie Nicole. Yep. Hello. <laughs> we, we wanted to introduce our alter egos, Buzz Lemon and Mooncat. In reality, those used to be our passwords at work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do. It had to be like a ton of fucking characters. Our company has this automatic policy that every three months you have to change your login password. Mm-hmm. And it has to be like fucking 12 characters long. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when the very first time I went to change it, I had no idea. I like It like wouldn't take any of the yeah, passwords. anything I tried to do, it wouldn't it take. It was like nothing so like nothing i had already and everybody's like oh you should be using different passwords anyway but my brain can't handle that so i was like i need to make it something i know and my company went nah good well, luck. It, it was something i knew that's what's hilarious <laughs> is i was like haha lemon <laughs> Maybe went with buzz lemon i went with moon cat <laughs> well, I, tried, I was trying to think i was like what are things that i like and colors that's yeah i was like things that i enjoy yeah, well, what do I enjoy? Cause, like, because I literally sat there and I was like, "What can I make this that I am not gonna forget?" And I still have it written down on a sticky note. It, yeah, yeah, I do too. Just I like, case. I know where exactly where it is too. I have to because my brain, if for the first like two weeks after I change it, will automatically try and type in the previous password. You know what's funny? I'll do that for like two days and then I'm done. I see, it takes me forever. <laughs> there's there's still times where I go and t- try to type in my original password. Like my very first one. <laughs> and I'm like, Nicole, you've, you've changed your password like six times now. What the fuck? Okay, not like six times. I haven't worked there that long. But, <laughs> but enough times. <laughs> enough times that I shouldn't be trying to type in the very first password I ever used. And I still do. So. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Fun stories. Fun stories. Anyway, guys. Um, <laughs> this is episode three of Listener's Choice. And... It's episode 60. It is episode 60. It's episode 60. Six zero. That's awesome. I forgot about that. Hell I mean, yeah. I literally thought about that earlier, but I forgot also. <laughs> Mood. <laughs> In my entire brain. I like remember seeing that today and being like, oh, cool. And then like just for- having forgotten. It totally so fucking so, forgetting. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Um, I'm sorry, I just whacked my mic. Anyway, um, yeah. So this month we're covering all of the cases that you have recommended. Ooh. It's super, super fun. Thank you for all of your awesome recommendations. This has been a crazy ride, hasn't it? Fuck yeah, it has. <laughs> so and and it's, it's not only over. Getting better. I was gonna say, and it is not over yet. Um. So yeah, new week, new wine. What are we drinking? Fuck yeah. We are drinking a white wine this week. Woohoo! 
<laughs> it is black opal chardonnay i love opals it is a 2017 actually so it's five years old which is scary to think about that's the year i graduated from college and i don't want to think about that <laughs> um, this is an australian i'm sorry it's a southern so oh my god nicole southeastern australian wine <laughs> i like couldn't get those words to come out of my mouth in the proper format um, that was difficult the bag <laughs> it was very difficult no girl i'm like sometimes i'm like what does this fucking say sometimes like, even my own shit i'm like what did i write i read things and i'm like <laughs> and uh, nope, nope, nope. my brain stops braining and I feel i'm just like, like my eyes just go too fast and like i comprehend what i read but my mouth can't say it fast enough mm -hmm. i'm not a gilmore girl <laughs> i don't know what that means they like they have that like signature they talk about that blah, 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 blah. oh yeah no i can't i was one of those people that always had to force myself to slow down when they would make me read out loud in english class because i was i'm the person i can read really fast mm. But I can't speak it really fast. <laughs> right. I used to do that so all the time. I would have it. I'd have it like perfectly in my head. And the second I went to speak it, I would fuck up 85 times. I hated it. Yeah. That's why I never used to like to read out loud. I literally would have to be like word, like use my finger and like point word, to every word, single word. Word, word, word. So I wouldn't word, screw word. up. <laughs> I would be reading. I would figure out where I was in the paragraph and I would be reading my line reading it reading it reading it reading it oh my there's God. no way i was gonna raise your hand if you were a everyone. kid with anxiety <laughs> i literally used to sit there oh. and i used to know the patterns that they would go around the room in, and i'd be like okay so they're reading so i've got four people until it gets to me and i used to like i used to, be able to literally figure it out i used to be like okay this paragraph's too short so he's gonna make the teacher's gonna make him read this paragraph and this paragraph and then the next person is probably only going to be this paragraph and then they're going to be this and this paragraph so i'm definitely going to be this paragraph or i would and i would leave read like the line before it and after it just to make sure <laughs> just to make sure <laughs> i yelled at my english teacher once for calling on me i'm sorry mr corpman <laughs> you did we were reading romeo and juliet oh no it was a freshman year of high school and he kept calling on me and he would just like random pick you like it there was no like we're going in an order like he would just random call out names and you had to read whatever was next which i fucking hated mm -hmm. and he would like call on two people and then come back to me call on two more people and come back to me and it hit like the fourth time and i literally like i was like why do you keep calling on me because uh, I was just like, this gives me so much anxiety. I was like, why do you keep calling on me? And he was like, because you're good at reading this. Now read. And I was like, motherfucker. Because <laughs> uh, I literally was like one of the very few people in my class that could get Shakespeare out without tripping over every other word. Because Shakespeare is incredibly difficult to read. Exactly. So <laughs> and he would call on me all the time. And I was like, I hate this. Please stop calling on me. Literally, my anxiety is reading to you right now. Please make this end. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> sorry as guys, I'm eating chips. I'm really hungry. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, we are drinking black opal chardonnay. Um, and the description on the bottle says black opal is a collection of contemporary wines named after the alluring black opal gem found only in Australia. Ooh. This is a creamy chardonnay with hints of peach and melon flavors, balanced against a touch of toasty oak, a benchmark wine. Nice, 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 nice. Let's try it. All right. Where'd my... 
I just was only holding the bottle and not my cup. That does <laughs> I was not help you. Gonna like just sip straight out of this, apparently. <laughs> I mean, you could. I could. Well, wait, I need one more. That's smooth. Wow, I really like that. Normally, Chardonnays are oh. like. They're almost a little too oaky or a little too buttery for it, me. It's like Martha Shard. Yeah. Here, I mean, not like hers is definitely more acidic, but this yeah. is like um that oakiness at the end. Like, oh, it's really good. It's really smooth. Yeah. Like, that was like the first thing I got. There's no like acidic aftertaste or anything. I really like this. I'm going straight for a five here. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Five. Five out of five. 10 out of 10. Thanks, Black Opal. That's awesome. I was thoroughly shocked by that. What? I actually kind of expected to come into that and be like, eh. Remember when we went on that weird shopping trip during our lunch hour? That's one of the ones I bought. And it was kind of one of those like, eh, oh, well, shit. this is kind of spooky. <laughs> Black Opal. Yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really like opals. They're my favorite. So I was like, mm, okay. I like that. Hell yeah. It's only ten ninety nine. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sticker's the, still on the bottle. The sticker's still on the bottle. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yep. So try that if you want. It was good. It's delicious. Delicious. Delicioso. Muy delicioso. Thanks, Dora the Explorer. Dora, Dora, Dora the Explorer. <laughs> swiper no swiping. Swiper no swiping. Oh man. <laughs> Listen, I was too old for that. I was too. But the cousins I used to hang out with weren't. Yeah. Um, I had a younger cousin who was obsessed with Dora the Explorer. And it was slightly painful. I I have to admit, um, I will. I just will. When I was younger and when I was sick at home, I wouldn't know what to put on. Because nothing was good. Because <laughs> it was like five in the morning or some ridiculous time. And who watches TV then? Sick kids and probably some old people. And it was before the age of Netflix. <laughs> yeah. And so I would put on like Nick Jr. and watch it until like SpongeBob came on. <laughs> so there are like four episodes or some shit of Dora. And like here I am making myself some Campbell's soup in the kitchen going. <laughs> like, yeah, I I definitely watched that show. On my of my own volition. So <laughs> I don't remember. You said that, and now I like. I feel like I had some of those same days, and now I'm, I'm like what actually. Did I li- what did I watch? Questioning what I, I used to very watch in the much morning. Remember that? Because I remember I used to hop between my go-to channels were always Nickelodeon, Disney, and then Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. and then before it was Freeform, it was ABC Family, and I used to check <gasps> that one too. I loved ABC. I used Family. to love ABC but really, Family. But really, really early in the morning is that weird church show that they used to put on. I do not remember this. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Very, very weird. It's <laughs> really terrifying. It's very, very weird. Oh, no. There was like a kids network. Oh, was it like PBS? PBS! Yes, That's with the dragons. Th- oh, yes. Yes. Um, there was, um, what the fuck is that show called? Oh, my God. There was like a blue dragon. There was a bunch of different dragons. But dragon, ta- dragon, dragon tails. Dragon tails. Dragon tails. <laughs> do you remember... Sagwa, the Chinese cat. The little Chinese Siamese cat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember Caillou? 
Oh my god. I never watched it, but I knew about it. <laughs> oh my god. I just had like war flashbacks. Bear in the big blue house. <gasps> yeah. Oh my Bananas god. Bananas and pajamas. Oh my god. They were great. The big comfy couch. Yeah. yeah. I'm like now thinking of all these things I used to watch. I was gonna say it's coming flooding back. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Kind of wish I was a kid again. <laughs> responsibility <laughs> fucking easier time. emotional damage, damage. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that meme is me <laughs> that like video on tiktok is me it's horrifyingly relatable For, like a, mi- a hot minute i like didn't get it but i think like the first time i saw a video i like couldn't relate yeah so, so i was kind of just like what like, like, what does this mean? And then later I saw it with someone I d- it did relate with me. And I yeah. was like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. You have emotional damage from this thing. Anyway, <laughs> we talked for a long time. Yes, we did. And I'm sorry. I'm also I'm not sorry because it's my podcast. what I said. Yes. And there's a national tour of six coming. <gasps> We're going to go see it. We're going to go. But we didn't go to Hamilton. I know. Well, Hamilton technically hasn't happened yet. We could still win tickets. I was going to say, <laughs> it was it was still pretty expensive. It was expensive. Even like, I mean. This is like off, off Broadway. Th- this is like the tour. Like yeah. they're, they're coming up to where we live. Mm-hmm. And the cheapest tickets were like, I think after fees came to like $80. Yeah, so and that was to sit all the way in the nosebleeds. Mm. And I was like, I don't like if I'm going to go see Hamilton, I'm I want to see Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And even just trying to find like middle balcony, they were like 120 bucks to start. Yep. I was like, Jesus, like I'm not paying for that. I can watch it on Disney Plus for yes. free. Well, it's not free. It's like twelve ninety nine a month, but free. <laughs> <laughs> the amount that I use it, it's free. Free with subscription. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway guys <laughs> okay so after our giggle fit our giggle uh, fit for 15 minutes um macy what are we talking about we are talking about something that's really interesting and that i would have not looked into had our lovely patron <laughs> i love saying that victoria had mentioned it to me hi victoria hey girl hey um <laughs> we are talking about oh my god please lord let me say this correctly la la Ronya. yeah the legend of la la Ronya. boom i did it she got the thing i did it she did the thing and here's the thing guys i'm gonna go this whole episode without saying it because i'm gonna fuck it up <laughs> Ooh. thank you I will be referring to her as the crazy spooky lady. <laughs> the crazy spooky lady. Um, <laughs> this is a legend um, that is very widely known in the southwestern U.S. and Mexico. Um, it's a big part of Mexican folklore. Um, and La Laronia can be uh, translated to weeping woman. Terrifying. Um, there are many versions of this story, and the origin is, like, basically unknown. Did you watch the movie? No, I did not. Okay. Have you seen the movie? No, I, I have not. I just know they consider it part of, like, the... Conjuring trip. The Conjuring, conjuring trip. It's, like, in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not watch it. There are lots of movies. There's a play. 
I'm not really going to talk about those. There's but a play. There's a play. That's um, there are poems. There are books. There are all sorts of things that you can find on the internet if you would feel so inclined. I'm not going to talk about them much because this shit's creepy. Bring it on. <laughs> I didn't need to pat it with that stuff. <laughs> all right. Um, there are, and, and literally there are hundreds of translations of this. Oh, boy. Um, and I just please forgive me because at some point I'm going to have to say like Aztec God names and like, you know, like this is a little out of my roadhouse. <laughs> I'm used to German, French and Italian. <laughs> Don't sing in a lot of Spanish. So please forgive me. I'm not trying to say anything terrible. Um, basically, what I'm going to talk about in this episode is the most widely known story. Um, some of the variations of it. Not going to go super in depth on them, but like. There are also versions that include this or this, you know, little things here and there. Um, how she is often seen, the ghost of her, um, the origins of the legend that they believe. Like, there's no, like, specific origin, but there are, like, multiple places where it possibly could have come from. Yeah. And then I'm actually going to read some stories, um, which I found this amazing website where people had submitted their stories. So I'm going to shout them out at the end. Um and you can go read more. There were more than what I have included here. So Sweet. it's going to be so fun. Yay. All right. So basically, <laughs> this is the most widely known story of the ghost of La Laronia. Um, It centers around a woman named Maria, um, who was a, a poor woman, but caught the attention of a wealthy man who la la. showered her with gifts and affection um, but this man had a kind of shady past. He was an alcoholic and a womanizer. Um, but she was like, I can change him. So, Ladies, you can never change him. And in some versions of this, <laughs> she's just like like a lover. They're not married. Mm-hmm. And in some of this, they are married. Okay. So just either way. Um, <laughs> they're <what> together. <laughs> um, the two of them, uh, the, they have two sons. But at some point in their relationship, they begin to drift apart. And the husband starts going back to his old ways, um, having affairs and abusing alcohol. Um, And he would leave Maria and her sons for months at a time with no explanation or warning. Um, And one day he comes home and tells Maria um, that he has married another woman. Oh. um, Who is of his, quote, social class. Fucking rude. Um, and he only returned from then on to visit the children and not Maria. Sorry, Maria. No, goodbye. I'd um, be like, you don't even get your kids. Get out. Bye. Okay. Well, listen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, <laughs> well, because this kind of goes like, I'd be like, fuck you to him. But like, I mean, this is a different time, I guess. Um, so because of this and like, he's only visiting the sons and he's basically cast her off. Mm-hmm. Um, this bill, she builds this resentment towards her children um and one day when she and her boys are walking along a riverbank she sees her husband and his new wife in a carriage driving by um and the one of the stories said the woman was younger and quote far more beautiful of course um he stopped in the carriage to talk to his children but completely ignored maria um and then she became angry and threw her children into the river. That's normal. Out of rage. That's and a- for her, like, for the, her ex-husband, like, 
throw him in the river. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I would. They didn't do anything. I would, like, push the carriage into the river. I wouldn't. Why, why your kids? They didn't. Okay. Yep. So she drowned <laughs> them and then watched as their bodies were carried away by the river. At some point, it says that she, like, regained her composure and was like, shit, what have I done? And um, she attempted to save the boys, but they, like, had already been basically carried off and there was no use. So I'm assuming that this was after the ex-husband pulled away in his carriage. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's okay. gone. He's <laughs> so gone. It's like, he's just sitting on the side of the road watching Sorry. this happen. He's like, just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have been what happened. Um, <laughs> so um, basically, overcome with grief, Maria would walk the streets every night um, wailing. And she would even like go out during the day and do it. Um, she roamed, roamed the riverbank hoping that her children would return or that she would find them. Um, and she refused to sleep and eat. Oh. And eventually she grew so thin that she looked like a skeleton and she died on the banks of the river. Oh, that's scary and um, sad. Some versions <laughs> say that soon after drowning her sons, she went missing. and Her body was found on the riverbank. Okay. But like I said, there's a lot of. A lot of different different versions. ways this goes. Um, upon so when she gets to heaven, so she dies and gets to the pearly white gates. Um, she's asked about the whereabouts of her children. Um, she can't answer. She doesn't know where they are, and so um, she's denied entry into the afterlife and doomed to spend an eternity between the land of the living and the dead. Oh. As a restless spirit who walks the banks of the river um, and people hear her weeping and wailing. Um, some people say this is on the banks of the river Santa Fe. Um, oh. but there Santa are so, Fe. That's like so. My old friend. That's Sorry. Like so <laughs> that's so different because when I think of it, I think of rent. Do you know the way to Santa Fe? <laughs> my ass is just goes straight to Newsies. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like. Listen, my brain doesn't have that, that many musicals in its catalog. Newsies is the first and most often the only one that comes to the front. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's funny. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Rent. You're like, Newsies. I'm not, it's funny because I don't, I've not been a big fan of it, but I don't think I had anybody to really get me into it. You know what I mean? I showed it to you, right? No, you and I like it now, but okay. it, I mean, it's not normally something I put on myself. I'll put on like waitresses. I love waitresses. <laughs> you saw Jeremy Jordan in real life, though. Like, I feel like that'd be like oh. I saw Rob. I saw Jason Robert Brown in real life, and I, I was like, <laughs> I nearly shit bricks. Yeah, I really, yeah. yeah Jeremy yeah, Jordan yeah. sang my name, and I will to this day never forget that moment because I literally like was in tears, and that's <laughs> not uh, that's. He, like, came out the side door of the stage and was in front of the stage. Mm-hmm, Instead of, like, coming out on the stage, he, like, came out the side door and was, like, walking in front of the people that were all sitting in the crowd. And my friend and I got there super fucking early so that we could get in first. We had VIP. And we sat in the front row. There was three sections, and we were on the right section, and we were, like, the two seats that were near the, the middle aisle. And he like walked down the row and stopped in front of me and he was singing a version of a song. And I be sorry, I don't know what it's from. But it, it was just like, this is not about you. It's about me is what he was singing is some 
version of something from some musical somewhere. He said it, and I don't remember what it is. I have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) But he was, like, singing about how he was, like, it was basically, like, a spoof. He was, like, it's about me, not about you. And he, like, walked up to me, and he asked me what my name was. And I was, like, it's Nicole. And he's, like, Nicole, it's not about you. It's about me. And, like, ran away. And I was, like, it's not about me. (laughs) <laughs> you're right you're right it's not about me i love you <laughs> i literally don't think my jaw closed for the next 20 minutes <laughs> like that just is, sat there that's how i'm gonna be when we meet the hobbit men oh it was still one of the greatest days of my fucking life i'm literally gonna be like oh my god oh but it was so great. I met him afterwards and I was like, thank you so much for singing to me. And he was like, I sang to you. And I was like, in the beginning, I was like, I'm Nicole and the show's not about me. He like started laughing. <laughs> I was like, you're such a kind human. <laughs> he was so nice. Aww. He was so nice. He's also really short. Yeah, I, I knew that. He's like my height. I knew that. What I a s- bummer. I still like him. <laughs> Major bummer. He's here in the nah, corner. Nah, nah. <laughs> I still love him. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need to be tall. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where was I? Anyway, sorry for the tangent, guys. I really fucking love Newsies. That's what we're concluding from this. We're talking about the River Santa Fe. Yes. (laughs) Um, So basically, she's doomed to be this restless spirit walking the banks of the river, heard weeping and wailing, um, endlessly searching for her lost children. Um, People say they hear her saying, I, Mios, I, Mios. Hijos, I think that's I mis hijos, which means oh my children, I'm sorry. Okay, I, I don't, don't know. Speak <laughs> um, if her spirit came across a child, she would attempt to take the child and drown them in a river or lake. Um, that's terrifying. She thought that her by doing this, her children would be returned to her. Yes, I killed my children. Let me kill more children, and it will bring mine back to me. Um. Some say, or some versions say that she kills anyone who crosses her. Other versions say she only kills children. Um, some say that she kills men because she feels jilted by her lost lover. Um, but in Mexican culture, it's a cautionary tale, often told to frighten children mm-hmm. to stop them from sneaking out at night and going out past dark. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have another thing here that says, and I put this in like the complete wrong place. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. People, so one of the versions says that they think she drowned children so that people would feel the same loss that she feels. Ah. Sorry. That's fucked up. I really should have put that a little farther out. I'm done that. You're sorry, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um. There are some versions say that say um. Maria was dark skinned. Okay. Um, and that her husband's new wife was fair skinned. Um, that's not in every version of the story. But okay. There's like some of them have this kind of implication of racism. Okay. That she was poor and dark skinned, and that the new wife was rich and light skinned. Ah. Okay. Um. There's also this implication in the story of social status because she was poor. Um, like her husband leaving her basically leaves them susceptible to illness and starvation. Um, and like her husband doesn't care. 
her her Ooh. ex-husband doesn't care so there's like an implication of social like social status there oh okay um, uh, it's just a hard it's hard yeah there are also other versions that say that Mar- maria was a vain woman um who spent all of her time partying and neglecting her kids and that one night she returned home and both of her sons had drowned and for the neglect she was cursed in the afterlife so there's like these multiple stories that are like completely different and where you go is like the diff- the story is different yeah but it's like in the end of it her children have drowned and died in some way and she because is eternally like, like stuck whether caused by her hands or just by neglect it's basically her fault and she's stuck mm-hmm. in purgatory yeah and there's like <laughs> lots of there's lots <laughs> there's gonna, lots of stuff here we're gonna talk a little bit more in like the origins about about that implication of racism and okay. social class and stuff i'm gonna get a little more in depth about that so but it's there for sure oh boy i'm gonna take a little sip of my wine here sip it a sip 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 i don't know i don't <laughs> listen <laughs> it's been a very been long a day, day. <laughs> um so how la la ronya Ha! There you go. Is seen. Um, she's a tall, thin ghost. Usually has um, long, dark hair. She's in a white or a black gown, usually with a veil over her face. Um, her, like I said, her behavior can differ from region to region. Mm-hmm. Um, some versions say that she acts without hesitation or mercy. Mm-hmm. Some say that she seems innocent from far away. But as you draw closer to her, you just, like, hear deafening screaming. Yeah. Um, They say that she looks beautiful from far away, but then when you get up close to her, she has, like, no face. No. She has, like, no features. No, thank you. Um, I don't like that. <laughs> and some say that you will suffer a terrible fate not long after seeing her. Oh, gross. Um, and if she <laughs> removes her veil to show you her face, run that means she has chosen you to join the search for her children in the afterlife so you're gonna die you should run <laughs> yeah like i feel like almost either way you die <laughs> no matter what happens you're dead but there's also <laughs> stories where like she comes to children who are naughty to their parents Weird. like and will be like oh, i'll come and get you if you don't mind your mother that's terrifying. I'm like, oh, who is this faceless woman? Don't you dare scold my children. Excuse me. <laughs> um. Oh, look at that. I just said it. Appears when children are misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> or to those who do not treat their family well to teach them a lesson. Um. It's said that you can summon her. Please don't do this. Yeah, don't do this. But it's said um, by lighting candles in a room. Red candles. Sorry. In a room decorated wall to wall with mirrors that sounds fucking horrifying like why would you do that no 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 like oh no 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 no, no, no. so trippy have you ever been in like one of those elevators that's all mirrors nope don't like it like those with in like the fun house when it's all mirrors yeah and like all of a sudden you just like there's just like all of i think a figure and you can't figure out where it is oh no 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 that scene in it that's all i can think about where they're going through the hall of mirrors and then all of a sudden there's not one mirror and it's just like it and the little kid and they're like, Whoa! Oh yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I love me some scars guard. Love him, love him, love him. Okay. <laughs> so 
basically, either way, if you should meet, la la Let's try this again. She's my favorite. La 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 most of the time, you'll be dragged away screaming into a watery grave. Ha <laughs> ha, fun. So, there's that. She, Victoria, what have you done to me? Like, this this was, I was kind of like, shit. Well, we got into, like, mythology and shit. She is the premise of the very first episode of Supernatural. Oh, la, la, la. I can't do it fast. I have to. The woman in white. La, la, ranya. Mm-hmm. That's the very first episode. Don't you remember? Oh, in the house. Yep. And she, like, she, like shows up on the side of the road and people offer her a ride home and she like dri- they like drive to this ab- she like drives them to this abandoned house and when they get there she's like not in the back seat anymore and then she like attacks them or and if you like make it inside there's like water running down the stairs because her kids supposedly drowned in a bathtub oh because yeah. she like neglected them and wasn't paying attention and they both drowned in the bathtub that's so they use that version of the story that's supposed to be like the whole thing is like oh. yeah they she like gets them home and then she's like but my kids and then like the kids are evil the kid the kids ghosts are like after her it's like weird i remember it being really weird it's the very first episode ever uh i'm gonna have we're gonna have to watch that again yes there is also a um tears of la ronya or la la rona it's tears of la rona there we go yeah which is a tequila yes um from mexico um, I must be doing a lot of research because I got a Instagram ad about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Instagram was like, you like spooky and you like alcohol. Here you go. Here's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the origins of said legend. And this is really interesting, mm-hmm. actually. We get into, like, Greek mythology here. Real? Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like. I was like, it's wow. It's like more than you'd think. Yeah. I was like, okay. wow, okay, this is, wow, okay. And then I was like, oh, wow, shit. <laughs> this keeps um, going. Okay. So one of the earliest published published references to La Llorona is um, in a sonnet, which was written by Mexican poet um, Manuel Carpio in the late 1800s. Um, this poem makes no reference to her killing her children. Okay. None. Um, and she's identified as the ghost of a woman who was murdered by her husband mm-hmm. in this sonnet. So no mention of the children dying, but like the lover is the lover aspect is still there. Yeah. But, um, scholars have found that this tale has existed since the 16th century, since the time of the conquistadors. Ew. That's fucking um, terrifying. There is a uh, a document called the Florentine Codex, which is an encyclopedic work by the Nahua people of Mexico. They're a native people of Mex- Mexico. Okay. Um, it was completed in the 16th century by Friar Friar Berna- Bernardino de Hosogun. I think that's how you say it. It's S A H A G U N. Wait, S A H A G U N. There we go. Um, and this was completed in 1519. I always have to remember that it's like 16th century, but it's like this. It's like the numbers before. I, I hate that. It, like, right. It's weird. I'm like, it. wait, what? <laughs> Shouldn't it be 1619? No. Yeah. Like when we 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 just we're in the 21st century, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the 2000s. Yeah. 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 It's weird. It's, it's weird. so weird. It's weird. Um. Anyway, this codex um, describes a prophecy 
that um that uh prophesizes eight omens that would foresee the colonization of Mexico. Ooh. Well, like the downfall, not like, you know, they're not being like, oh, we're going to get colonized. It's just the downfall of their civilization. Gotcha. Basically, which ended up being the colonization. Yeah. Um, and this is, um, this is from mythisfandom.com. I love when people who are like geeks like me make like wiki pages. Like, thank you. Oh, I know. They did you- that with a bunch of my monsters from Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. I didn't know anything about this. Um, so it says, quote, this thing. The sixth omen was that many times a woman would be heard going along, weeping and shouting. She cried out loudly at night saying, oh, my children, we are about to go forever. Sometimes she said, oh, my children, where am I to take you? No, thank you. Um. <laughs> Two of the La Lorona legends have been linked to um, Aztec goddesses. That's um, cool. And let me get my phone because I need to know how to say their names. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Okay. So the first um, that they believe that this possibly could have been the first go- Aztec goddess was um, it's, her name is Sihuacotl. Bless you. Um, she was a snake woman uh. associated with fertility and motherhood. Um, she, in their myths, often dressed in white and would walk during the night weeping and wailing. Fuck no. She was considered an omen of war. 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 And what did I just say about the colonization of Mexico? Oh no. Um it is believed that this legend came this part of the legend possibly came into existence because uh who was skull-faced <laughs> was weeping and wailing to warn the people about the impending invasion of the conquistadors. Whoa. Um so it's not like So she's not like a bringer of war. She's like a warning. Mhm. One of the omens of the prophecy is seeing this weeping woman. And P- and there is a story that at that Montezuma, which I'm going to talk about in a second, mm-hmm. did see this woman prior to the fall of the Aztec Empire. Gotcha. That's interesting. I pictured her like, like, like I get the fear like you see her and obviously you know there's war coming, but it's like it's not because of her. She's like just sounding the alarm, yeah, she, basically. Yeah she's, this, yeah, she's sounding the alarm. That's interesting. Okay. Um... Scholars have actually also pointed out that there are that there are that there are similarities in even the old Hebrew mythology of Eve and Lilith. Ooh. So there's that. Fuck. Um. <laughs> interesting enough, but um. So I'm gonna go back kind of the, to this prophecy. Okay. Um. Uh. See, see was actually believed to be the sixth of the eighth omens. There's like eight omens that foresee the, the the downfall of the Aztec Empire, and she was seen as the sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Montezuma um, actually claimed to have seen her um, weeping at the crossroads where she had abandoned her own child, um, warning Montezuma to flee the city. Um, and she, this is one of the central figures 
in like Mexican history. Fuck that. Like, in their le- in like all of that. Um, there's actually a later code codex. So there's the Florentine Codex, and then there's another one. I didn't catch the name of it. I'm sorry, guys. Um, by Diego Duran, that um suggests that it also could have been another Aztec goddess. And let me pull up how you say her name. <laughs> um. Oh, Coatlicue. Uh, um, and she was the mother of the god of war. Of the Aztec god of war. That's terrifying. And she waits for her son to return from war and weeps and mourns while he's away. So that could also be like one of the influences possibly on this myth. Gotcha. Um, And that later codex mentions her, not Cihacuotl. Okay. Um, The Florentine codex, again, also links... This one's going to suck. <laughs> You've got this. I believe in you. I have like a video and I can't play that right now. How do I pronounce this? This is a long one. I'm really sorry, guys. Give me. No, I don't want you to say it for me. Just show me how to say it. Aha. Found it. Um. So this is the last goddess that they possibly think could be linked to this story. Uh-huh. And it's Chalchiwitlique. See, I'm so Excuse glad I you. looked these up. I'm so glad I looked these up. I would have never been able to say that. Um, Or the Jade Skirted One. That's what it translates The Jade to. Skirted One. She was the goddess of water. Ooh, And the fancy. older sister of the rain god. Um, oh. And, <laughs> and she was greatly feared by the Aztec people because she would drown people and overturn their boats. Fun. Um, and people in the Aztec culture would sacrifice children to her to appease her. Okay, that's not fun. Don't no. do that. Um, Please the, don't do that. The children were bought from their mothers. And the more the children cried, the more successful the sacrifice was thought to have been. Um, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. That's I I don't like that. That yeah. that's like really sad and really awful. I know I don't like that. I read that and I was like, oh I hate that I have to talk about that. Oh my god. I don't like it. That's like history. That's literally history. Yeah, I mean they that's what they believed. I don't know. Oh God. And people complain about the times we live in. Yeah, at least not, like people didn't come to you and be like, "Let me buy your kid." Like at least you so were can sacrifice it selling to a god. Say you weren't selling your child as a sacrifice to a god that you weren't sure existed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad idea. Please don't do that, guys. <laughs> Memento mori, an object serving as a warning or reminder of death. Death is inevitable, but how it happens can be tragically unfair. It can be dark, cruel, hateful, or just plain bizarre. I'm Megan, and I'll be your guide through these stories of chaos and devastation. Come listen as we dive into all types of true crime cases and learn about the evil that lurks among us as well as the victims that deserved none of it. You can go to mementomoripod.com for more information. Monsters are real, and they look like people. Okay, so one of the versions of this story that I did not talk about 
um, was that there is one legend that says that Maria's husband was a Spanish conquistador. Oh. Um, who abandons her, and she's a native woman, who abandons her to take care of her children alone. Mm. And this conquistador is often believed to be Hernán Cortés. Oh. Famous for leading the Spanish expedition that led to the fall of the Aztec, Aztec Empire. Yep, I know that name. Um, Maria, in this story, was a native woman who served as his concubine, an interpreter. And it's actually thought to have been a woman that is real named um, La, La Malinche or Donna Marina. But I'm going to wow. call her La, Mal- La Malinche. Um, this woman actually existed. But there is no evidence that she killed her children. There's actually like zero. It's They're pretty sure that like they lived a normal life. Oh, okay. Um, that well, that's good at least. But in this <laughs> version of the story, he leaves he leaves her to marry a Spanish woman. Yeah. Um, and she is disgraced and shunned by her people. Um, and so because they're basically like, You had the the children of this man man who like brought down the empire. You're just loyal to, to like your people. Fuck you. But that's, like, not... That's terrible. Yeah. That's what this legend says, right? And so she kills her children out of vengeance because he left her this way. He oh. left her with. He left her to be shunned by her people and also alone... To raise these to kids. To raise these kids by herself. That's sad. Um, Very sad. Like I said, La Marinche was a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was actually a noble born girl born to the Nahua people which was like similar to the Aztec people okay um but she was sold into slavery oh um but she was eventually gifted oh god um to the Spanish to reach a peace treaty during battle uh Um, yes here's my human part of the trade that's not fucked or anything Mm-hmm. I hate history sometimes. But <laughs> she could speak Mayan and Nahuatl, which is her native tongue. Okay. The, the, Nua- the Nahua people. Oh. Nahuatl is there. Got it. <laughs> um, and so she became Hernan Cortez's real translator. And later, sex slave, basically. Fuck that. Um, the story says that they, quote, fell in love, but there's very little evidence of this. Most likely she was in an abusive and controlling relationship. Most likely. Um, she aided in, nego- in negotiations for him. And this was considered the greatest act of disloyalty to her people. because she- Like she had a choice, guys. Rude. But this Sorry. is the thing with women. She was seen as I know the 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 she was seen as the perpetrator when she was the victim. Yep. It's fucked. Um, huh. Wonder how that is. It's not like we experience the same things today in any way, shape or form. <laughs> hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Um, Fuck this and there world. was also at this time a awful plague. Like, just decimating the Aztec people that was brought over from the Spanish. So, like, that just didn't help anything. 
Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> and she was, like I said, Cortez's concubine and gave birth to a f- son for him named Martin. And Martin actually lived a full life, pretty okay. normal life. No evidence that she killed her children, anything like that. That's good. Um, but she was regarded as a vile traitor. <laughs> um, and at, even generations later, she is actually the basis for one of Mexico's harshest swear words. No way. I'm not going to say. <gasps> Wait, I want to know. I'll, I'll show it to you. But I don't want to say it because I don't want to say it wrong and have somebody be mad at me. Um, but this swear word, you can look it up. <laughs> Maybe I'll spell it. I'll spell it. I'll spell it. How about that? Okay, do it. It's C-H-I-N-G-A-D-A. I'm not going to say it. Anyway. But I was going to say it, and then my brain couldn't process the spelling. C-H-I-N-G-A-D-A. And then I was like, oh. H-I-N-G-A-D-A. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, see? I don't want to even butcher it. I don't even want to try. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm just going to butcher it, and people are going to be pissed at me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're going to offend so, somebody's mother, and it's going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this swear word refers to a native woman who had children with a conquistador. Ah. Uh. Um, and here we get to talk <sighs> about the class, status, and racism. Oh, I don't want to, but I know we got of it. This, uh, at the heart of this, at the heart of this legend. Because she basically has a, goes into a rage after having all of her options taken. I would too. She like has, she was a beautiful in some versions, peasant woman mm-hmm. married or was with a man above her station, whatever. And when he leaves, she's left with nothing. And so he, and, but the thing is, is this is a, she has all of her op- options taken from her by someone who is, who doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And that's like the worst. What the fuck? Um, <sighs> this legend also brings into play the mother archetype. Um, which is like the patriarchal ex- expectations of women in Mexican and Mexican American culture. Yeah. Um, which reinforces um, these patriarchal standards onto women, like like women being defined by their roles as mothers, and um, you know, defined by who they marry. Def- you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, it also brings into play this like life after death theme where it's like your death is reflective of the choices you've made in life hmm. so there are like a lot of like interesting themes within this pretty short story yeah there's like this social stuff the social class stuff this racism the these like enforced patriarchal feminine roles like i, I literally was like oh could there be anything more packed into this legend seriously no <laughs> um hello here we go there's a lot of superstition about yes. la la Ronya in Me- in latin america mexican mm-hmm. culture mexican american culture and the southwest lots Ugh. um scary a lot of people in latin america have had an encounter with her or know someone who has Duh. um and a lot of scholars have said that there are European influences in this story specifically. 
Um, because the Europeans, the I was, Spanish. I was going to say it's related to the Spanish, of course. May have influenced this with their own Yeah. Culture. So this brings in the idea of Greek mythology. Ooh. There's Medea. Um, so Medea in Greek mythology. So basically, um, she refers herself refers to herself as a foreigner in the play. She's also Tyler per- Tyler Perry. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, and Jason, who is her husband in in the play, off in in um, I think shit. I didn't refer say write what the play was, but I feel like it's like the Odyssey or some sort of fucking something like that. <laughs> um, but. Jason often refers to her as lower class in the play as well. And she kills her husband after he betrays her by leaving her for a Greek woman. So, like, she is not of the same culture. He leaves her and marries someone else. Mm -hmm. And so she – oh, sorry. She killed her sons. Sorry. She killed her sons after he betrays her. So there's that whole thing. And there is a supernatural element that is in the Medea story. Yeah. That is not in the, like, not until La La Ronya is dead is there a a supernatural element. But there are supernatural elements within Medea's story. Yeah. Like, peppered, peppered. Interesting. Um, There is also similarities to the demigoddess Lamia in Greek mythology. Interesting. Um, And, shit, my little thing just moved. Um, who was the mistress of Zeus and had many children with him. Fun. And when Hera found out, she turned Lamia into a child-eating monster and forced her to eat her own children. Oh, dear. Oh. Um, oh, my. <laughs> there are also similarities to the Irish banshees, um, which are the wails of a woman warning of impending death. Fun. Um, there's also similarities to Jenny Green Teeth in English folklore. Green Teeth? Um, That's a gross picture. Who drags children into a watery g- grave and keeps adventurous children. Aw- um, and, and this story is meant, sorry, in English folklore to keep children away from bodies of water. Uh. Um, there are also several German folktales from the 15th century that have similar ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being the Lorelei, which I like only know because there's like a song about the Lorelei by like a million composers. Um, <laughs> but then there's also <laughs> in Norse mythology, Ooh. Um, Gudrun, who was the wife of Attila the Hun and had two children with him. Jeez. Um, and then Attila killed her brother and steals and stole all their gold. And so she um, kills the children and cooks them as a feast. Um, whoa. And then she gloats when the meal is finished and murders Attila and sets the palace on fire. You know, just a normal Sunday dinner. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so fun. <laughs> but like so, the longer my brain processes what you just said, I'm like, oh God, uh, oh, oh God, oh God, oh God. Well, do you remember like there's that there's that one case from Australia with the woman who like flayed her husband and like tried yeah. to make it. Do you remember this? That's what I like, kept maybe yes. me think of. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking. Funny enough, I was thinking. I don't know why I was thinking about that today, but I did think about that because I 
um she like didn't she like skin her husband yeah and his skin was found like hanging hanging in like the like the hallway yeah like from like a hook in the hallway like when you walked in the front door we will talk about this friends because it's a kind of crazy case that is a fucking insane case guys that'll be like when we do australian true crime yes which we (gasps) i think we just had an idea (laughs) the bulb went off the bulb went off (laughs) um so basically i forgot about the sticker I know I put it on your shoulder and I watched it fall off and I wasn't going to tell you. <laughs> on my pan now. Um, so bas- basically that is the story. That is how she's seen. And those are the origins. Possibly there are multiple, many, as you can tell, of La Lorona. Um, So now what I'm going to do is talk about some stories. There's actually a true crime case about this. No way. I kind of want to cop. Don't tell us too much then. I'm not. It's very short, very short, short, short paragraph. Um, and this happened in 1986 in Houston, Texas. Ooh. Um, and a woman named Juana Leja tried to kill her seven children by drowning them in the Buffalo Bayou. Um, she claimed that she believed she was the real La Laronia. Oh God. Um, she was actually a victim of severe domestic abuse. Oh, no. Um, and had undiagnosed mental issues. Of course. Um, and she wanted to end her and her children's suffering. And so that's why she brought them to drown them. Um, that's really sad. And two of her children actually did die. Um, five of them did not, and actually, she keeps in touch with one of them, at least. Oh. Um, I, like I said, I didn't d- dive deep really into this, but there was a woman who actually thought she was La Lorona. That's really sad. So there we go. Um, Texas has their own legend. Um, it's the woman of Hollering Creek. Witnesses claim to see a woman dressed in white with long black hair. To her waist wading through the water. Um, and this story says that La Laronia drowned her children to save them from a tribe of native people who were planning on murdering them. That's basically what it is, is that she kills them because there's been this tribe of native people killing people around. She drowns them and they they come up on her basically when she's finished and she just starts laughing maniacally and they get scared and they leave her alone and then she kills herself. That's their story of it. That's like because she can't like take the grief. Say I. <laughs> there I have thoughts and I don't like them. Yeah, <laughs> La Laronia has actually even been seen in Santa Fe, New Mexico, by the Para Building, which is the Santa Fe. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> My was like, which is the Public Employees <laughs> Retirement Association building, um, and this building was actually built on a. Native and Spanish graveyard. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, so that's crazy. Why would you do that? Employees report hearing crying, and they also report being pushed by unseen hands while on the stairs. I would literally go into my boss's office and be like, "Bitch, I need a raise, or I'm gonna quit because the ghost is gonna fucking kill me." Bye, <laughs> bye. Like I am not paid <laughs> enough to fucking deal with this. <laughs> And there, are, and there are even stories that go as far north as the Yellowstone River in Montana. 
So it's like it's not even in the southwest anymore. <laughs> it's like in the mid northwest. Oh my god. Yeah. So this is very widely known. Jesus. Yeah. I'm trying not to be wee, but I'm wee. <laughs> I, I started recording. I know you started recording. <laughs> I realized that afterwards I looked at the computer and I'm like, oh, shit, she hit record. <laughs> sorry, not sorry about what I said. That okay. was Nicole saying she's drank almost all of her wine and she's having a great time. She's having a grot Tim while uh, she is chicka crit. A grot time when I was chicka crit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these next bunch of stories I'm just going to tell you right now um, is from an amazing, amazing website called legendsofamerica.com. They literally had people submit to them. I love Legends of America. They're stories of this. And so there were some that are, I've actually heard before that were on other websites that I've included. Oh, cool. And then, which two, two of them. And then the rest were all submissions. And I'm going to tell you where they were from. And I'm going to basically paraphrase them to the best of my ability. Bring it on. But if you want to read more of them, because I don't even have all of them, um, go to legendsofamerica.com. It is in my show notes. Have fun. Um, and enjoy and, and enjoy <laughs> um but i'm just shouting out my source so you know where i got them <laughs> <laughs> um there is one story of a boy named um patrizio and i don't know if that's the italian way you say it it's patrizio in italian um if it's another way in spanish um and when he was a boy he and his family saw la Laronia um when they were at a creek between mora and guadalupita in new mexico um they were all sitting outside talking when they saw a tall thin woman walking along the creek she then seemed to float over said water um started up the hill and vanished um but then moments later reappeared much closer to them and disappeared again fuck that the family um looked for footprints any sign of this woman found nothing um but they like the entire family does not doubt that they saw her that day holy shit i would have been pooping my pants <laughs> there is another story um about a boy named epifanio garcia i hope that's how you say it boy um okay. who was a, a a young boy who often argued with his mother and father um after an argument with them he and his brothers, Carlos and Agustin, um, left the ranch in Ojo de, Ojo de la Vaca and headed towards the uh, Villa Real de Santa Fe, which I think is a river. Mm-hmm. Um, while they were walking, they were visited by a tall woman wearing um, a black dress and a black net over her face. Um Two of the boys were fr- riding in front of the wagon when the spirit appeared on the seat between them. Oh, fuck that. I'd jump out. Um, oh. She was silent but continued to sit until um, Epifanio turned the horses around and headed back towards the house. Um, and this is when she said to them, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother and vanished. Um, no, thank you. This next story <laughs> was submitted by Adriana from Houston, Houston, Texas. Um, she said that when she was 12 years old, her parents separated and her mom moved her and her brother to Monterey, Mexico. Okay. Um, 
in the winter, she said they would all sleep in the same room because there was no central heat, which oh, is that's sad. I don't it's not sad. I don't think it's just like in Mexico, they don't need heaters. Uh, for the most part, it's true. For the most part. You kind of so, look near the equator, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm so from like, the north. I they don't, don't understand. Like, you, you have like, I mean, I know this because I lived, when I lived in South Carolina, our house had one heater. And it was in our living room. That's nuts. Yeah. It snows further south than that. And we like literally like <laughs> put up blankets to keep that one room warm. And we would put a fan over by it to push the air into our bedroom. Like, you'd have to like rig your house like that probably down there to get the heat in the entire house. That's crazy. Unless you paid for it. Um, there was no, like, so like she says, no central heating, only electric heaters. So they had one heater in one room. Um. Lost your spot. Yes. Okay. <laughs> she said that there were two beds for her mother and her brother, but she slept on the floor in a sleeping bag next to her mother's bed. She said one night around 2.30 in the morning, she woke up because she had been dreaming, dreaming about her great grandmother. Um. Her great her great grandmother and her dream kept calling her name three times, like would do it three times in a row. Mm. A few minutes later, she said she heard the like most horrible blood curdling screams yeah. she could ever hear coming from down the street. No, thank you. Um, the cries continued for a while, but like drew closer. Nope. And she was so scared that she couldn't even wake like wake her mother, who was like laying right next to her. Um, she said, finally, the screams passed her house and slowly faded away. And the next day when she, um, she told her mother. And then that was when she said, I never believed in stuff like any of this. But like that night, I was like, I believe in her. She never saw anything. She just heard Heard it. Oh, that's fucking terrifying. And the not being able to wake up anybody that's in the room with you, like, that's what gets me. It's like you were the only one, one experiencing this. Mm-hmm. No one can verify what has happened. No one knows like what uh, you're going through. Uh, that scares the piss out of me. Okay. <laughs> Next one was submitted by Tanya Apilar from Eureka, California in November of 2005. Ooh. Um, when she was in the seventh grade, she said she had a really terrible dream. Um, she was on a dark road and the only light was coming from a dim street light. Um, the ground was wet like it had rained. Uh-huh. Um, and she said that in, in the dream, in the distance, she could hear like rain falling. Um, and footsteps. No. Coming towards her. Absolutely not. Um, when she looked past the light of the street light she saw a woman dressed in all black with a dark lacy veil covering her face and i have yeeted um, myself from the situation <laughs> she's in a dream <laughs> um, <laughs> and then as she drew closer so did the rain um it's <laughs> terrifying she said that in the dream when the woman was about 15 in front of her um she looked over her shoulder and when she turned around to see what the woman was looking at, she saw a young child dressed in a white nightgown playing with a doll in a puddle of water. No. When she turned back. No. Um, La Ladronia was right in front of I her. I knew it. It's like a horror movie. The veil was lifted and her eyes were like super wide. 
And she said her face was like no more than three inches. Away Absolutely from the fuck not. Um, she said she woke in a panic. Yeah. Um, and looked out towards the window and it was raining. Nope. Um, I'm just going to hide under my blankets. So she said after that night, she like kind of shook off the dream. Didn't really think about it until a year later. Oh, no. Um, she was spending the night at a friend's house. Um with another one of their friends. So there were three of them. Um, the one friend whose name was Sarah, who was Hispanic, began to, t- to tell them about um, the ghost stories and legends in Mexican culture. Um, and when she told the tale of La Llorona, um, she said she didn't think anything of it at first. Um, but then she started to talk about how the spirit travels by water and is, dressed in black or white and is almost always seen wearing a veil. Um, and then Sarah told her that La Ronia lifts her veil only to her victims that are in their afterlife because she has chosen to help her find the bones of her lost children. Ah, no. And now she constantly wonders that in, if, if that if in her afterlife, when she dies, she will be uh, forced to find the bones of La Ronia's lost children. That's terrible. Wee. I don't like that. Um, Oh, oh no. <laughs> you just made a cool collection of sounds. What happened? My my notes just were like... Did it just like... Yeah, they, it just like shut down. I was like... Oh. <laughs> they were like, nah. I'm not done. Nah, you're good. Um, okay. We got a couple more. Three more? Three more. All of them. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. I found it. This next one was submitted by a woman um, named Brandy in 2005. Um, she has lived in Santa Fe, New Mexico her entire life. Um, she said that her mother lived in the same house in Santa Fe, New Mexico for 50 years. Wow. And when she was 12, she and her cousin were sitting in her bedroom. Um, and she and her cousin were sitting in her bedroom, which would later... Which was later to be my oh okay you got this I believe in you okay so she was sitting (laughs) I don't know why she included that but okay (laughs) she and her cousin were sitting in her cousin's bedroom gotcha um on a random night in the middle of the winter she said it had been snowing in Santa Fe New Mexico uh that's really rare okay and at one point they heard a noise outside no um when they looked there was a woman standing there dressed all in white crying. No, call 911. Uh, her mother and her cousin were freaked out and they ran out of the room to tell um, her mom. So, like, she was, she told her mom and then they told the other mom because they're cousins. Yeah. Um, her parents went outside to investigate but found no footprints at all. Um, and they came back inside and told her what they found. Um, and that, oh, this is about her mom. Oh, I I'm, feel like this whole time I did not read this correctly. I'm confused. Restart. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Reset. Begin. Brandy tells a story <laughs> okay. that her mother told her. I understand. Her mother lived in this house in Santa Fe for 50 years. Okay. When she was 12. Got it. She and her cousin were sitting in her bedroom on a winter night. It was snowing. They heard a noise outside. They saw a woman standing there, dressed in white and crying. So it was her mother mother that saw this. Gotcha. Her mother and her mother's cousin were freaked out, and they ran in to tell 
her mother, obviously Brandy's grandmother. Yeah. Um, they went outside, didn't find any footprints, came back inside and said they didn't find anything. Um, and then fast forward again, <laughs> Brandy, when she was 11, she was sitting in her bedroom, which was the same bedroom her mother grew up oh, in. Fuck no. And that's why this makes sense now. <laughs> it's like, why am I reading it like this? Um, she was in her bedroom, which used to be her mother's bedroom, one night in the middle of the night on a winter's night. It was snowing. Motherfuck not. Um, she she heard a noise that's on her window. Nope. Um, she said she was afraid of the dark, so she didn't check to see what it was. She just left the room and did something else. And when she told her mom about it, she told her her story and said it was La, La, La Ronya outside the window. That's reassuring to your 11-year-old child. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yes, sweetheart. That's only the ghost of the lady that wants to murder kids and is going to scream lots. Like, yep, 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 that's yep, here's, yep, yep, here's yep, a happy story for you in your 11-year-old years. The next story was submitted by Reverend Elizabeth Kirkwood. Oh, Reverend. Um, who lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico as a child. Um, hang on. You got this. Uh, she was like, she's like an author and stuff. So they have like this little thing about her, but she like writes about La Lorraine sometimes and like, but this is her story about uh-huh. when she was seven, she was attending, um, Parajito school in the South Valley of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, she said that around the playground of the school, there was a high fence to keep the children from wandering off. And behind the fence was an irrigation ditch that led to an alfalfa field. But there was, like, a trench on the other side. So, like, you had to hop the fence, hop the trench, and then you could get over the field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hop the fence, fall into the trench, and then keep going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they, she said that while she was at school, she met a young boy who was not old enough to attend school and would come and play by the fence and watch the older children while they were at school. Um, Weird. She said one day there was a big commotion by the schoolyard fence and they all ran towards it. Um, And they discovered that the little boy had fallen into the irrigation ditch. Um, One of the teachers managed to pull him out of the water um, and began resuscitation. But it was too late. um, And this was the first time she had ever. Oh, no. Experienced anything like this. She said the next day, one of the children at school told her that La Laronia had gotten the boy. Um, cause she And she was co- totally confused because she had never heard of this. And they explained um, that she was the, quote, ditch lady that wandered up and down the ditches looking for little kids to steal because her own children had drowned in a terrible accident. Oh, my God. Um, so that's scary. Yes, it you is. You literally watched this boy die. And then your friends are like, ha it was La La Ronia. The fact that there wasn't another teacher that wasn't like, okay, children, everybody inside now. Disperse, disperse. Like, <laughs> here, just stand, me, stand here and watch me try to resuscitate this dead child. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, last story, guys. This was actually submitted by an anonymous person Ooh, okay. in August of 2006. Uh, This person said they were working as a copy editor for a a newspaper um, and came across a story about La La Ronia. 
Um, and it brought back memories of what had happened to this person when they were a student at Kansas State University in the 1980s. Kansas. Okay. Um, one evening, this person went to a, a mobile home that was near a creek or river to visit a couple of um, their friends that were attending K-State. Mm-hmm. Um, when, that per- when the person walked up to the door, they found their friends sitting on the sofa looking freaked out. Um, they explained to the person um, that they just had witnessed one of the bar stools spinning and hopping around. No. And um, this person said, I want to say it's a she, but I know it doesn't say. So I keep like being like, (laughs) Um, this person's friends were Mexican-Americans and they wondered if La Laronia had anything to do with the accident or incident. Sorry. Um, And explained the legend because this person had never heard. Yeah. Um, They invited this person to stay the night in a spare bedroom. Um, and later that night, a woman appeared to them. No. Laying next to them. Fuck no. In bed. Goodbye. And asked if I would know where her children were. I have yeeted myself outside yeet, the nearby yeet, window. Yeet, yeet. Um, <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> um, it seemed like the person, the person said that they seemed like they were like not fully asleep, but they couldn't wake up fully. Ooh, and when sleep they, paralysis. Yeah, and when they finally managed to wake up and look towards the doorway, they saw a dark figure looking at them. No. And quickly ducking back into the doorway. And goodbye. Um. They that per, the person went back to sleep and waited till morning. Um, and that person, the, I keep trying to say she, but I think you can't. Um, but the person asked their friends if they knew anything about it, and they said they did not. Uh. Um, and the person says that to this day, they're not really sure if they experienced anything real or if it was like sleep paralysis. It sounds like sleep paralysis if they couldn't move. But they had just been talking about La La Ronia. La La Ronia. So that, my friends, is the creepy-ass legend of La La Ronia. I'm going to have terrible nightmares tonight. Of the weeping lady. Yes. Don't disobey your parents or this lady will drown you. Seriously, guys. I don't. No. <laughs> Just. No. Mama <laughs> me, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> My mom is currently going, you are a pain in the ass. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Yes. Thank you, Victoria. Yes, Victoria. For a wild ride. There was a lot of stuff in there. That was crazy. I was worried it was going to be really short. I like had sometimes legends. It's like, well, here's the legend. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I yawned. Um, <laughs> no, I know sometimes you research a legend and it's like, well, here's the legend. And that's it. <laughs> it's it's like, like Hell's Bridge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's barely any personal experience. There's like. Or not no, anything that's written down. No deep background. Like, this, like, went into the Aztec gods. Like, this, like, had... This had a deep, deep background to yeah. at least delve into. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And watch the movie. There's a lot of stuff. You can, like, find all sorts of books. And I'm pretty and sure at this moment, La... You're... Is on Netflix. La La Ronya. Uh, yeah, well, she said... T- it's, I believe, in the United La La States, Ronya. it is on Netflix. 
they had they they put quite a few of those movies on Netflix. Annabelle I and Conjuring and I never did. See I was it, gonna though. say I never saw it. We should watch it. That's what we should do. That's now? our no, not right now. Oh fuck no, not right now. God. Oh sorry, just knocked my <laughs> real bad. Anyway, Nicole, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us on. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Oh, my God. We should make it a song. Oh, my God. I literally was doing, I am not dead yet. I can dance and I can sing. I am not dead yet. I can do that. I can sing. Da, 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 da. What on God's green earth is that? Spam a lot. I've never. His I... name is Lance a lot. He likes to dance a lot and wear tight pants a lot. You know you do. I do. I'm so confused, confused. <laughs> anyway i'll make a song out of it listen it's like there's alaska and, 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 and i was gonna say there is a song that lists all 50 states that i learned in like the third grade <laughs> that to this day i cannot forget i can list all 50 states in alphabetical order because of this song I can do, I have a song like that, but with um, the months of the year. January, February, March, <laughs> June, July, August, September, October, November, and the last month is December. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, because I don't reckon I am not going to do that. That was much shorter. <laughs> I was going to say, mine is significantly longer, and I'm not going to do like it. It's like when the when there's that song that lists all of like the elements. Oh, I don't even know that one. Uh-uh. Well, I don't, because the Gilmore Girls. Anyway. And besides, I'm not the singer. You guys don't want to hear that shit come out of my mouth. Uh, they're going to be like, dear God, please stop. She's better uh, than she says she is. <laughs> she keeps telling me that, and I don't believe her. Uh, you, can, you can carry a tune. Come on, come on, come on. Give yourself some credit. All Mom. Right, so. Did you hear that? My mom always told me. If someone else is singing with you, you can carry your tune. Because I can match it. Exactly. I can, I can hear it. But if I'm singing by myself, I sound like somebody stepped on a dying animal. I um, don't think that's <laughs> true. Okay. Anyway, where can they find us? <laughs> Let's try this again. <laughs> we are on Patreon, Woo! which is amazing. Thank you all to those have who have dived into our Patron glass mm-hmm. to join us in the sea of alcohol. Um, <laughs> in the sea of tequila. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> if you would like to find us, it is patreon.com slash buzzkillerspodcast. Um, we are cheap dates. It is only $1 or $2 a month. And for subscribing, you guys get some behind-the-scenes stuff. We give you a bonus episode every month. We will send you a handwritten thank-you note with some Buzzkiller stickers. Um, There's some fun stuff on there, so check it out. And every uh, cent that you give us goes to bettering this podcast. For for your earballs. Your earballs. And yeah. So uh, there's Facebook again. Oh my god. <laughs> so check it out. Um, we are also on social media. We are all over the place, guys. We are Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. Um and if you would like to go over to YouTube and hop into that little search bar, we are Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers colon a true crime podcast. 
And while you're over there, hit that subscribe button. The more subscribers we get, eventually we'll be able to customize our URL and you will be able to find us significantly easier. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Woo! Um, <laughs> to listen to us, you can basically find us on any platform that streams podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Slash Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and most importantly, our lovely host, Platypus, Podbean. We love them. Podbean is amazing. They're amazing. They're platypus. Like, recommend them to anybody ever trying to start their own podcast. Go to Podbean. Um, <laughs> but we also have our very own website. Yeah! We are buzzkillerspodcast.com. Um, if you would like to uh, go over there, we post a little bit about ourselves so you can find out a little bit about who Macy and I are. We're fun people. Um, I like to think so anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're fun. You can check out all of the wines we have drunk. We, you can, um, oh dear Lord. Um, sorry. You can listen to us. You can even, most importantly, you can write to us. Yeah, send us messages. We have a contact page in which you can fill out the little form, shoot us a message, and it'll go straight into our Gmail. Um, if you don't want to use the website, you can just email us directly. We are buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, send us some love. Send us your own personal stories. Send us monthly topics. Send us story recommend or um sorry case recommendations anything you want to hear we will listen to it um which is why we do listeners choice month exactly <laughs> um, or if you, you like, want to hear it we'll cover it hell yeah <laughs> or if you'd like you can just shoot us some love we'll shoot you some love back um <laughs> yeah but outside of that i think that's everything yeah. And a big shout out to Victoria for recommend. Re oh my gosh, the wine has hit. I'm so sorry. I can <laughs> I can hear the words not coming right. <laughs> They're like not coming correctly out of my mouth and I'm just like I can't control it anymore. I've lost control. Um <laughs> But thank you to Victoria for recommending this. Victoria, you have been so supportive. We see all of your messages that come through. They mean the world to us. We get so excited every time we get an email. It's like Victoria sent you a message. I'm like, Yay! <laughs> um Hi, you Victoria. pledge above the recommended amounts and it is just glorious to have you as a patron and we love you so thank you for supporting us and we hope you enjoyed your recommended episode yes we <laughs> hope you enjoyed it i hope i did it justice and you learned something i learned something i learned a fucking lot this episode my brain has like all of this knowledge now i was gonna say this i will say that it's one thing this podcast has brought me is there's weird random facts that i know about random ass stuff <laughs> that i can just say it's like okay yeah we talk a lot a lot about true crime and paranormal and legends and stuff but at the same time like tonight we like we talked about aztec gods like i would history have, i would have never known that no i and that's why i was like what it's fascinating and i love when people give us cases like this because it's so much fun to deep dive into something that we've never heard about before and I mean, I hadn't even heard of the of this legend until the movie came out. I was going to say, I knew about the movie. I knew about the legend of, like, the woman in white. I'd heard right, right, of right, that. Right, 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 And I knew it had that name, but I never really... I There's never... a musical called The Woman in White by Andrew Lloyd Webber. If you've never listened to it, you should. It's amazing. <sighs> I will listen to it, too. Yes, ma'am. I just saluted. It's about... It's, um, <laughs> it's spooky, too. It's, like, scary. A spooky musical. Spooky musical. Sounds right up my alley. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> 
but yeah you guys your support means the world to us and we just thank you so much for we have such a great time continuing to listen and bearing with us as we make our way through this crazy ass world that is podcasting and just we love you all we love you so much <laughs> this is like the highlight of our weeks we enjoy this immensely. more than you know it's so we immensely could literally i <laughs> sometimes my brain does this it's like do you remember in the episode of the office where he's like set me up a blog and he like types in a url at the top of the at the top of a word document and that's like creed's blog like we thoughts.com slash creed's yes (laughs) (laughs) that's what my like my brain is like we could literally have a fake podcast and i'd probably still enjoy doing this we could literally just like come on here and just like gab for an hour we could sit in front of the microphones and not even hit record and i'd be like this is amazing but there was like today we did our mic check and there was like a solid two minutes where we just talked and recorded because I was looking up how to say the Aztec names. I was like, I can't do I have to do this. I didn't even know she was still recording. I knew we were doing a mic check and then like three minutes later she was like, yeah, I'm still recording. My B, my B, my B, my B. But anyway, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, We appreciate all of your feedback. Like we said, we are, you know, working on bettering some of the beginning episodes. We're going to boost some sound and get yeah, some shit. Yeah, it is going to be a project, but it's going to be a summer project. And we have a little more time on our hands. Yeah. Um, it's been a, it's been a busy, crazy time. So we're, we're working we're gonna do it on, as We're going to do it for the can. summer, but it's definitely one of those things where I need the laptop for a significant amount of time to be able to do this. And we use Nicole's laptop, so it comes back, <laughs> it comes back and forth from my house. So um, I'll say it's a it's a process. So and, and of course, like you know, we work full time jobs, and yeah, yeah. we are adult human beings that have social lives, and we we do our best to split the time and make up make everything worth it for you guys. And you know, we've heard your feedback, and we are going to make it better. And we appreciate we, you being kind and appre- yeah, we appreciate the kind words and we just hope you guys keep listening and you know, stick with us cuz there's it's only going to get better from it here. It literally can only get better from here and it's gonna because we've got so much that we want to do. We're so excited. Share our name, spread us around. Yeah, we won't disappoint. I Tell promise. all We're of fun. your friends, write our names in the on the bathroom stall. Yeah, Bless Killers Podcast. <laughs> Anything. Okay, guys. It means the world. But um, I can so ramble much. forever. <laughs> we'll be back next week for our last episode of this month's topic, Listener's Choice. Hell yeah. Um, And we also, Patreons, Patrons, sorry. Don't <laughs> forget, you will have a exclusive episode coming out. Uh, at the end of this month so be on the lookout for that as well i'm gonna start referring to them as my shots of tequila my shots of tequila every time i'm every time <gasps> i refer to my individual tequila. every time i refer to our patron our patrons i'm gonna be like this is my shot of tequila you're my shot of tequila you're my shot of tequila i love it we love you so much, we guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. My tequilas. My tequilas. All right. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.